I am your host, Matt Bernard. Check it is Monday, October the 25th, 2021. The dictionary defines frustration as a noun, the feeling of being upset, or annoyed, especially because of inability to change or achieve something. Welcome, everybody, and good evening, and welcome to another episode of the podcast here on this autumn evening in the Delaware Valley. We are about a week away from Halloween, actually six days away from Halloween, my favorite holiday of the year. But, of course, you didn't hear the, the Eagles music at the beginning of the episode. Well, that's because of frustration. <laughs> You heard the beat goes on. Now, I pulled that song out last year at one point in the season, and I believe it was around this time when we started to kind of feel that that kind of stuck in the mud that this thing is what this thing is and that we're just going to have to deal with it. Well, I think we're, we're at that point now. The Eagles, of course, yesterday fell to the Las Vegas Raiders 33-22 in a game that that score has absolutely nothing to do with the amount of frustration that game was it was not as close as the score indicates at one point the eagles were down 30 to 7 in this game and they were done dead dead in the water from the very beginning dead in the water from the end from that from the second drive of the game on and the frustration has set in and today we have the ability or we have the unique insight or unique pleasure to break this thing down. Now, I typically on these breakdown shows look at the game. And I and we kind of look at moments in the game that swung left or right or swung in the Eagles' favor or swung against the Eagles. I'm not doing that tonight. I'm not doing that tonight because there's nothing here other than the first drive of the game that indicates anything that swung in the Eagles' favor. Because after the first drive of the game, which the Eagles, of course, were on, nothing worked right. They were a fundamentally sound football team for one drive in this game. And after that, it was all Raiders. After that, it was all Derek Carr. And as I said, at one point in the second half, the Eagles found themselves trailing 30-7. to Now they came back and made a game of it, as they have done most of this season. But let's look at that concept for a second, shall we? In football or in sports, we call that garbage time time of a game where the opposing team has built themselves a lead that they feel is insurmountable by their opponent so they take their foot off the gas or they lean back they guard against the big play they guard against injury they don't necessarily care whether or not the team climbs back into it because they know they got the clock working on their side the eagles are the best garbage time team in the nfl this year you take garbage time out of the eagle equation This is an even worse picture of a football team. And we are at a point now into week seven or through week seven where we have a lame-ass, incompetent head coach in Nick Sirianni 
a lame-ass, incompetent defensive coordinator in and Jonathan Gannon, and we continue to have a lame-ass, incompetent general manager in Howie Roseman. And as we sit here on this Monday evening, and we'll get into some of the things that occurred over the last 24 hours or so, we have to really ask ourselves a serious question as Eagles fans. When is this madness going to end? And how much more can we take? We're working on season two of this madness. You know, after the Super Bowl, 2018 had this weird vibe to it that we are the world champs and that no matter what, we can come back from it. Well, you know, and, and partly true. Obviously, the problems with Carson Wentz were beginning to surface in 2018. But that didn't matter because we still had Nick Foles. And Nick rallied the troops at the end of the season. We got back to the playoffs. We won a playoff game. We were really within a drop pass of advancing back to the NFC Championship game. Then in 2019, after they got rid of Nick Foles, the wheels began to wobble. And back then, I called it. I knew that the end was nigh, so to speak. Oh, there was a lot to do with the, with the playoffs. Oh, we, we you know Carson rallied the troops. No, he did not. We backed into the playoffs in 2019, and then everything came apart in 2020. And now we are still dealing with that <clears throat> coming apart in this year in 2021. It's just a different, it's the same clowns, different clowns, same circus. And the ringleaders of this circus need to be held accountable. And those, those of course, are Howie Roseman and Jeff Lurie. Years of bad drafting, years of bad free agent signings have finally taken their toll on this team. We are a national joke. And, you know, when I asked Kyle Quinn that question last Saturday during our pregame show, I did it in a kind of a tongue-in-cheek way. But in Kyle's response, you know, have I been living under a rock? You know, we already are a national joke. You know, maybe I have that. I had been because I don't remember it being that way. So I did some research and I looked around and you know what? Kyle Quinn was right. <clears throat> we are considered a national joke out there. We are not considered a viable football team by anybody in the National Football League. We are what we used to prepare to, to get right against. Teams look at us on the schedule and say, ooh, we've got the Eagles coming up. We can get right now. And after this embarrassing loss out in Las Vegas to the Las Vegas Raiders, we now are staring at a potential, well, I mean, we're staring at a showdown on Halloween afternoon in Detroit against the winless Detroit Lions. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm telling you right now, I think the Lions are going to win. And I think this national joke of a football team continues to grow. Bottom line, Nick Sirianni needs to be fired. Bottom line, Howie Roseman needs to be fired. Dog mentality, shove it up your ass. You don't know what you're doing. You're over your head. I am out on Nick Sirianni, and I am out on the Eagles. I am out on the Eagles until they do something. Now, yesterday after the game, some players began to voice their concerns or voice their frustration. I'm going to play you a sound clip from Fletcher Cox. You know, sack quarterback, uh, I'm going to play in the backfield, tackle. I don't get paid to play, I don't get paid to play streams. Uh, get a stream, get streamed all the time. Just get out of stack and run to the football.
mean, just like I just said, man, it's again, you know, it's it's times where, you know, I'm aggressive and it's good for us, it's time I'm aggressive and hurt us. Uh but in the grand scheme of things, uh, you know, you just gotta you gotta play what's being called. You know, I'm an aggressive player and that's how I made my living, uh, playing in the backfield and you know, splitting double teams and I'm not used to, you know, double teams just standing with me two, three yards down the field. I mean, it's that's just frustration and you should get frustrated and you get tired, you know, six, seven hundred pounds laying on you, you know, you wanna do something about it. And and obviously as a player that being a player that I am, you know, you can only take so much and I'm gonna do something about it, you know, I'm gonna be aggressive. course um just one of them things where you know i wasn't mad at nick wasn't mad at anybody it was just one of those deals where uh honestly you know i, I didn't as a player i didn't kind of agree with what was called on the defense uh, so you know i just kind of let my frustration go and you know that's part of the game when i got confidence in everybody you know i mean i brought this coaching staff here for a reason uh mr lurie believe in this coaching staff i'm pretty sure he met with everybody before he hired him and uh you know it was everybody's first year so, you know, it, you know, we all learn. Absolutely. I mean, I think anybody has been, been in the league 10 years um, and played at a really high level for, for, you know, nine and a half of them. Um, right now, it's just, you know, for me, it's, it can be frustrating. Uh, it is frustrating. And, you know, um, you know, it's the biggest thing for me is just stay a pro, stay professional. Um, you know, I got to seal my jersey, so you got to stay, you know, stay in the league. All right, so that was Fletcher Cox talking yesterday. I apologize for the audio on the asking of question part, but the it was the answers were very clear. Fletcher's frustrated. Fletcher's frustrated because of the defense that's being called. Fletcher is frustrated because he is not being, in his opinion, used to the max potential, right? Now, listen, Fletcher Cox is not the player he was three years ago. He's not. You know, he's been on a sharp decline since then. And now maybe he feels that that is being um, spotlighted by this new defense that Jonathan Gannon runs, this vanilla, bland, bend, don't break, let them run down the field defense that is the most annoying, most idiotic, most inept defense I've ever seen. Maybe it's that boiling over. He mentions the word frustration. He mentions the word frustrated about a thousand times in that little two-minute clip. His sentiments are echoed by about a million other people that are diehards to this team. Now, who do we blame? Who do we say, you have the power to end this? Who's in our corner? And I don't know the answer to that. I don't know where the owner is. I don't know if the owner is happy with the selection of his head coach still. I don't know if the owner just doesn't care about losing. He just wants to have a lapdog as a head coach that will listen to what he says or do what he says. I don't know. I've lost confidence in this organization. I've lost confidence in this team. And I guess I'm not alone. But here's the problem. I don't play for the Philadelphia Eagles. Fletcher Cox does. Fletcher Cox is a member of the Super Bowl team. He wears a C on his chest, as he said. And if he is now starting to feel that, 
if the captain, the man that's supposed to lead by example, is now starting to feel frustration, what does that say about the rest of the team? I'm not sitting here telling you that Nick Sirianni has lost the locker room yet. I am here telling you that I believe there's rumblings and grumblings within that locker room and there's people questioning him. I believe there's people on that football team that are getting frustrated. And as we get ready for week eight and we get ready for that showdown in Motown against the Detroit Lions, the winless Detroit Lions, this thing could go from bad to worse to ugly on Halloween night. What poetic justice that the Eagles will be playing the winless Lions on Halloween with a potential to give that team their first victory. Based on what we have seen from the Eagles thus far, how poetically just would an Eagle loss, and I mean a scary one, I'm talking like one of the ones that we've been seeing over the past seven weeks, a loss like that, how poetically just would that be? What what are you being for Halloween this year? Oh, I'm going as the 2021 Philadelphia Eagles. Ah! (laughs) On another note, today the Eagles made some personnel moves. Uh, Rick Lovato, the the long snapper, uh, was released today. Uh, He had been dealing with some hamstring issues. So that makes a total of zero long snappers we have on the team right now. And Joe Flacco was traded. Oh, my God, yes. Joe Flacco was traded to the New York Jets, who are dealing with their own issues with Zach Wilson. So Flacco is returning to the New York Jets, and he's going to be bringing back on his side or on the Eagles' side a six-round draft pick, which means and which opens the door to Minshew Mania. Gardner Minshew will pop. He will be the number two backup. He will be the backup quarterback to Jalen Hurts. He will be available on Sunday dressed on the sidelines with a helmet, which obviously you don't got to knock me over the head with a hammer is telling people that the Eagles are losing frustration or <laughs> get that word stuck. In my, they're losing confidence and patience with the inconsistent play of Jalen Hurts. So here we go with Minshew Mania. This thing is this. Listen, if any, if anything this season is going to provide is comedy. Sick, twisted, uh, painful comedy that's going to eclipse every anything we've ever seen from the Eagle team in, in, in history. And that comedy will continue until either Howie is fired, Nick Sirianni is fired, Jonathan Gannon is fired, or all the above are fired. And I don't know, and I can't sit here and tell you when that will be. Because I don't know what this owner is doing anymore. Jeffrey Lurie, you should be ashamed of yourself. You should be ashamed of what you've done to my football team. I am out on the Philadelphia Eagles. You heard it here first. I am now changing my prediction from 13 and 4. I'm now saying they're going to go 2 and 15. I am not. Oh, you know what? Let me let me back let me back that up. I am going to pick the Eagles one more time. I, I am not going to select the Eagles in any games from this point forward, except for one. When they play the Cowboys at the end on January 9th, when that game will mean nothing, and uh, maybe Gardner Minshew's son's playing quarterback, but I don't believe, and I will not pick the Eagles to win any football game for the rest of the season. Week seven, I'm out. 
I don't. Now, last year I was out from the very beginning because I saw the handwriting on the wall and I saw the team do absolutely nothing about it. This year, they made changes. I was in. I was excited. But I've seen those changes in seven weeks yield absolutely nothing and create a situation that in a lot of ways is worse than last year. So listen, Zach Ertz traded. Joe Flacco traded. That's two. That's two moves they've made. All right? I don't know of any other NFL teams down there who are trading players right now. But the Eagles have made two moves now ahead of the November 2nd trade deadline. I can smell cellar a mile away. Now, we shouldn't expect to hear anything from Howie or Jeffrey at all. Anytime soon. People want to hear from them. People want answers. People want to know what the hell the plan is. When you have an offense that, listen, I'm, I'm going to capsulize one play. Because I'm going to sit here and lie to you. I was watching the game yesterday, but I was doing something else while watching it. And all I saw was that great first drive. 7 nothing, And then I just saw everything else. Eagles. I just saw them settling into that same nonsense that they've settled into over the last six weeks. And I got bored and I got uninterested. Kept the game on on the background and started doing something else. And then I would creep over, peek over and watch the score go up, up and up. But there's one play that I believe capsulizes my feelings about this football team. And I think there's one play that might sum up the Nick Sirianni era in this town. The Eagle defense had gotten a stop, something that they don't do very often in games. They were forcing the Raiders at fourth and three. This man, Nick Sirianni, was not looking out at the field. He had his face in a chart because there was a penalty called, and it was a holding penalty on the Raiders. Nick Sirianni failed to notice that the Raiders had pulled their offense off the field and had run their punt team onto the, t- onto the field. He looked up and decided to accept the penalty, giving the Raiders a 13 and three, or sorry, a third and 13 situation. Essentially saying, okay, I don't want the ball back right now. Take your punt team off, put your offense back on. I, I, yeah, let's do that. The Raiders then went ahead and converted third and 13 for a first down. Now, about three plays later, down in the red zone, the Eagles did force a turnover, eliminating that drive on a, on a tip ball. So not nothing clean. It was on a tip pass, They did, but they did get the turnover. Listen to me. Nick Sirianni is a fool, and he's committing a crime every week that he steps on that sideline for the Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, and, and by the way, I don't know if you've noticed this, and this is something I want to bring up to Kyle. Remember the Nick Sirianni at the beginning of the season with the visor and all the highlighters in it? And then a couple of weeks ago, we just saw the Nick Sirianni with the visor. Well, we, we saw a visorless Nick Sirianni um, on the sideline in Las Vegas on Sunday. What's the next step, Nick? A paper bag over your head? which I fully endorse and support. But we're seeing the deconstruction of Nick Sirianni unfold right in front of our eyes. <laughs> it's criminal. It's criminal what this man is doing to this football team, and it's criminal what this man is doing to me. 
and the rest of Eagles Nation. So we are we are where we are. 33 to 22, final score, Las Vegas. As I said, I'm not going to get into the X's and O's. We don't need to talk about that. I talked about the one X and O that I really wanted to bring up. Summarizes the incompetency of Nick Sirianni. Summarizes the fact that this man does not know what he's doing. On other notes, they ran the ball a little bit often, but of course, Miles Sanders goes down with an ankle injury. They stopped running the football, or they stopped effectively running the football, and they got away from it altogether. Jalen Hurts was, again, clueless. One read wonder, under-throwing passes, wasting a very good season from Devontae Smith. Devontae Smith is having a decent season, but if you had a quarterback that could throw him the goddamn football, he'd be having, he'd be having a great season. It is a joke. It is a joke, a joke, and a joke. And we have eight more weeks of it. Or actually nine. Nine more weeks of this to go. So strap on, everybody. Because it's it's not going anywhere. We're not even at Halloween yet. That is going to do it for me on this dreary, dreary Monday. <laughs> I will be back later in the week as we will get you ready and get you set for week eight of the National Football League. Giving you my picks, talking that hats in Philly sports. Hey, until then, you guys take care.